Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Talawa, the podcast that features Jamaicans locally and abroad who are innovating and dominating in their journey to success. Most importantly, they are doing so based on their own definition of success. For this week's episode, I am speaking with Chantal Walters, a third-year anthropology student at the University of the West Indies, Mona, who is also a photography, film, and travel enthusiast with dreams of being a filmmaker. I am your host, Yannick Taylor. Welcome, Chantel. It is such a pleasure to have you here to share your journey with us. How are you? I'm good. Thank you, Yannick, for having me. I really appreciate it. No, not a problem. I mean, I've known you since you were in high school, and to see your progress over the years has been wonderful. You have really blossomed, and I'm just so excited to see where your journey is going to continue taking you. So given the time I've known you, I know that you have had many interests. I knew you specifically when you were participating in an entrepreneurship program with Junior Achievement Jamaica while in high school. You became the president of the Alumni Association for the organization. You did marvelously while in the program with your company team as well. So just give us a quick synopsis of just the key experiences that have influenced your journey um, to where you are now and where you're heading with your own media company that you've established. Well, thank you for the first question. I have to say that um, Junior Achievement, for sure, has played an integral role in my foundations regarding my journey and my successes because it really instills like this strong desire for entrepreneurship, this strong desire for being creative and always thinking outside of the box. And that um, passion just kind of stuck with me even after I finished the program in high school. So, and in addition to junior achievement, um, I was also involved in other activities such as um, the girls football team in Arden High School and also the crochet club. And that kind of really showed me how much I like being active and proactive and doing practical things. So all of that kind of segued into um, this idea that I had to start Chantel Media House. And I basically kind of pulled from those experiences, throw them in a pot and melted them together. And that's what birthed Chantel Media House for me. It's like a mixture of entrepreneurship and a passion for creativity. <laughs> okay. So you say you just threw everything into this big pot. So, so tell us about what's cooking in that pot that is Chantel Media House. Well, what's cooking right now is this intention to offer professional photography and filming services with a twist of storytelling. So we want to offer brands the opportunity to tell stories for their products or for their magazines or anything like that but we would ensure that we tell a story in whatever we do whether it's a film and whether it's a photo so that's mainly it okay so when exactly did you establish your company 
Well, I officially established Chantal Media House in 2018. So the registration for Chantal Media House said 2018, but I unofficially established it in the latter part of 2017. Okay. And what have you been able to do thus far through your company? Well, thus far, I've been able to work with individual brands, for example, influencers who are creating their own individual brands, whether it's for their blogs or own personal pages. And also one major thing is I've been able to develop my first short film, which I released recently, I believe two months ago. And also it has just um, one main product of that is to just keep that part of me ignited, that creative part as I continue my studies at the University of the West Indies. So keeping that creative part of me ignited when I do my work in Chantal Media House, whether it's photography or film, is really important to me. And Chantal Media House has facilitated that really well. Okay, I want to come back to the creative piece that you're talking about in a bit. But first, I want to touch on um, something else that you just mentioned, which is the fact that you are still in university. You are a third-year anthropology student. Let's start off with, explain for those who may not fully understand, what is anthropology? What exactly are you studying? Well, anthropology exactly um, can be termed as the study of the social evolution of human beings. So we look at the the impact of the past into the present. So it's a segue of how we have developed socially. And that entails culture studies, behavioral studies, and stuff like that. So like a generalization is that anthropology, we study the individual and we study people. Yeah. Ah. And why did you select that as your course of study? Well, it's really interesting how I selected it. It was coming closer to the time when I needed to choose something to study at university. And I was still a bit unsure what I wanted to do because I didn't want to choose something that was too one-directional, too rigid, and I also wanted to, to choose something that kind of embraced this idea of cultures and so that I could be able to interact with other cultures and understand with other cultures. So actually, I think maybe a week before it was time for me to choose my degree for the University of the West Indies, I googled career choices that includes meeting people from different cultures, learning about new cultures, learning about people and their behaviors and degrees that would possibly give me opportunities to travel. And anthropology was among the options. And also when I matched it with what the University of the West Indies offered, thankfully it was there. So I just went ahead and chose that. So that's how I chose it. (laughs) Okay, so you are... In some ways, I'm already thinking about your personal interests and business interests when you you landed on anthropology as your field of study. Yes, most definitely, because one thing in addition to that that really attracted me to anthropology is that it was so diverse and it was very flexible. 
So I could um, do a foundational degree in anthropology and move towards business anthropology, visual anthropology, medical anthropology, anything. So it, it basically allowed you to kind of mold the degree according to your passions, which I really like. Oh, very interesting. And why I really wanted to ask about your course of study is that, especially I think with your generation, why we see a lot of persons within your age group, uh, well, I shouldn't say a lot, but there are several of you who are not necessarily looking to go into traditional careers, let's say. The digital nomad lifestyle is very popular. A lot of you are Going into things related to social media, we hear about the bloggers, we hear about YouTubers. And so along that same wavelength, you find that a lot of them or a lot of you don't necessarily look to college as an option necessarily or a necessity anymore. Did you, even though you were exposed, as you said, through the various programs you participated in and activities, that really got you interested in more creative related um, industries, you still decided to go to college. Um, so what, did it always remain your goal to go to college or was it that you already had the plans to go and so just went with it or was it, uh, you know, mommy and daddy say you have to go to college? <laughs> what really led you to still go to college even though you knew you were going to you know, create your own business and be more of a creative doing photography and filmmaking. Did you, do you still see the value in it? That's a really good question because I think why I decided to follow through with going to college is a combination of what you said, like it was this expectation from my parents and you know, the Jamaican culture, education is important having like a bachelor's behind your name and even a master's, it's very valuable. So I felt like I decided to do it because of that. And I didn't see myself not doing it at the time. But as I progressed more into college, I kind of um, had this thought that maybe I probably shouldn't be here. But at the same time, that was kind of contrasted with the fact that there are so many opportunities available to me as a student, including the exchange program that I was so grateful to have the opportunity to go on, and that was afforded to me because I was a student of anthropology. So do I think it's valuable? I think it really depends on the person, and I think it depends on your career obje objectives. But I also feel like whether you decide to go to college or you decide to not go to college, you have to be really strategic about your future. So you can't just say, okay, I'm not going to go to college and then you don't have a plan. You have to sit and plan to say, okay, I'm not going to go to college. Then I'm going to start a business or I'm going to apply for a job or I'm going to learn a skill. So I think it is valuable depending on the person and also whether you're going or not, it's also very helpful to kind of plan ahead regarding your intentions for your future. Okay, I love that response. I really, really love that response. Thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> so going back now to when you were speaking about just you know wanting to remain within that creative sphere, what 
inspires your creativity? You mentioned that you just um, recently, a couple of months ago, completed your first short film. So guide us through your process with that. First of all, what inspired the film and what was that journey like for you in jumping into going through all those steps to produce your first short film? Well, for me, the thing is that I don't know if it's a curse or if it's a blessing, but my mind is always ticking, ticking, ticking with ideas. It's like a bomb and it explodes every day. So what I try to do, what I've been doing for about the past four or five years is that I have a book which I label the ideas book and I tend to write down everything that I think about. So if it's about a film or if it's about maybe this crazy business idea that I like to implement in 10 years down the line or anything. So I'll just keep on writing, 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 writing. And then after a while, there'll be this one thing that keeps like sticking out to me. So for example, like the short film, I've always wanted to start making short films and it's been in my book for a while. And then sometimes when I flip through, I'm like, oh, Chantel, you wrote on this month, this day, on this year that you wanted to make your very own short film. And then sometimes that will kind of stick to me and I'll be like, you know, Chantel, you really need to put in the work, the planning and to really make this a thing so you can cross it off in the book. So that's kind of how the first short film that I did really marinated. So it started from the idea and then I decided to take it from the ideas book into the planning process and from the planning process into reality and that's how it came about so that's usually my process when it comes to most things starts with your ideas book yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the, the short film what was it about so the short film caterpillar heart it was about the journey of a young girl or a young woman who is going through different phases in her life so she is she experiences mental illness she experiences a lot of wrestling mentally and um the film basically is grounded on her monologue which tells us how she feels about all of this it tells us how people see her in society how she sees herself and also it kind of highlights the notions and stereotypes that the Jamaican population have about people suffering from mental illness, which is evidence in the conversation she had with Christy, which, um, and also the afterthought of Christy, which was saying, if you're experiencing withdrawal from friends, boil some source of leaves and take it for seven days, stuff like that. This notion that we have in Jamaica that anything natural can cure anything. And that's not usually the case when you're suffering from mental illness. So, Eventually, she finds freedom at the beach, but also the beach um, really represents her medium of freedom, whatever it is, or for the person who's watching it. So it wasn't such a very direct film to say this is that and this is that. It really was up to the spectator to kind of interpret that for themselves based on their individual situation if they, are, um, oh, if they suffer from mental illness. Okay, uh, that's a very 
prominent topic of discussion, especially within our culture currently, just in terms yeah. of the number of persons who are battling mental illness and the lack of resources that we have in our health system yeah. to really adequately address the need. So um, was any of that an influence in you wanting to address that? I know it's from your ideas book, but was that just some of the elements that helped to build on that idea for your first short film? In addition to that, the main character, Regina, she also helped to marinate that idea. And she could easily relate to that character based on her own personal experiences as well. So she really brought a personal touch to the film. And also with the script, we basically discuss how she can really inject her personal story in that. And a lot of the lines is her poem about her own life. And so it was a merger of both an idea to create a short film and stuff, but also it merged Regina's personal story, which made it more impactful, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay, okay. And uh, do you mind sharing what your second short film will be about? I know you are just starting up with that. Well, I could share a little. It's... It's a little bit different from the first short film, but yet it's still a little bit more psychological and I'm feeling like I'm starting to lean more against that genre. But it's just about a couple who has to maneuver their relationship based on their situation. And it will just show how they've achieved this, whether they achieve success from this and whether it's a happy or a sad ending for them. Ah, okay. So you're tackling relationships next. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so far, it seems like you have accomplished so much in the just, you know, two years roughly that your company has been established. Now, as we've said before, you're in university studying anthropology. Have you done any formal training in filmmaking and or photography? I would say, I would use the word, unfortunately not. Because for me, aside from the contrary, I know a lot of people believe that, oh, you don't need formal education for photography and film. I have unfortunately, unfortunately not gone through any formal training, but I really value it a lot, especially in this industry. And I intend to in the future just to kind of sharpen everything. Okay. So do you think that it is limiting what you are able to accomplish because you haven't had that formal training? Actually, no, I don't think it's limited what you're able to accomplish. Because I think what limits you is mostly your mind and your persistence to achieve and your consistency. But I think it does help you to stand out a bit to say that, for example, in our society, a lot of people are photographers, especially once they buy a DSLR camera. They're like, okay, I'm a photographer, I'm a filmmaker. And usually they don't value formal education as well. So I also see it as a way to stand out from the crowd somewhat because you do get to network a lot when you attend, for example, a film school. 
you get to work with equipment, for example, that you could probably personally won't be able to afford and other valuable knowledges that you get that you may not be able to acquire just doing it freelance on your own. So it can also advance you somewhat to kind of reach the so-called top of the ladder quicker, maybe. Okay. But it seems like you are managing quite fine. So what are some of the, the resources or methods you have adopted and utilized in order to get where you are presently and to work with the brands and influencers you've been working with through your company? What are some of the, the things you have implemented to clearly keep you in line with those who may be trained or also um, not formally trained, but you know, you're know you making a name for yourself? So how have you been able to do that? Well, the main thing for me is I try to value building a profile a lot. So I will balance that by offering free shoots so, for example, if I don't have um, a profile for a specific genre of shoots that I would like to go in, then I'll offer a free shoot to a brand to build that profile. Then I'll use that to get paid customers. And also another thing is just to go around and ask people, like putting the work of walking around or if you drive, driving around and just telling people, who you are. My name is Chantel from Chantel Media House. We do this, we do that. Would you be interested? Stuff like that. And the more people that you go around to, the more possibility that you have that even one of them will say yes and want to jump on board and work with you. So yeah, that's how I do it. Okay. Great tips. Great tips. So here at Talawa, as you know, I noted in our introduction before jumping in to the interview, we are all about highlighting success and helping people to understand that success comes in many, many forms. And so through what you have shared so far, I think you have given a very unique perspective on how you are achieving your version of success. But I just wanted to know, how would you personally define success? What does it mean to you? Personally, I will define success as achieving this acceptable satisfaction with yourself. So whether it's success for you is working with five top brands and producing one short film, and then I'm successful, then that's good. That's what brings you that satisfaction. Or success for you maybe is working with 20 well-known brands and producing 100 short films. So I think it just depends on the person and what brings them satisfaction. Because I think there's this pressure on society to be successful and also there's this one-directional sort of binary idea of what success is or should be. And I just think once you feel satisfied in yourself at the point in time you are now, then you are successful. Even choosing to live each day, I think, is successful. Or completing and studying for your exams, you're already successful. So for me, it's not on a scale of comparison or anything. But yeah, I don't know if I answered the question, but that's what success is for me. Like the point of satisfaction you 
achieving yourself and that point can be different for anybody. No, I think you answered perfectly. I like that you put it in that context of a point of satisfaction for you because I think a lot of time we see people who on the outside to us seem to be so successful, but yet, you know, based on things that may be publicized later on or if it's somebody you know, things that you end up finding out, you realize how unhappy they are despite you know, earning millions or living in a big house or driving a fancy car or having the top title in a company because that never satisfied them. Yeah. Because maybe it wasn't their true passion or it just didn't bring them the joy or even the peace that they expected it to, that peace, that sense of accomplishment. So yeah. I really yeah. like the context you put it in, in terms of satisfaction. I think that is a great way to define success. And especially in this industry of film and photography, it's very, very easy to start comparing yourself to other big fishes out there, to other um, great creators with a lot of likes and a lot of followers. And then there's this comparative value that you give to yourself in contrast to them. So I think especially when it comes to this industry, it's, it's very integral to embrace that your success is based on your personal satisfaction with yourself. For sure, for sure. So still in line with success and as you describe it, being satisfied, what is your vision for Chantel Media House? Let's say in the next two to three years, where do you see your company heading or where do you want it to go? Well, um, honestly, it's like I don't have this well-laid-out plan to say I see Chantal Media House in this area in two to three years. It's like I'm really trying to take it one day at a time. And it may be a cliche answer, I don't know, but I'm really trying to take it one day at a time to develop my profile, trying to create personal relationships with brands, whether individual brands or company brands. But I guess ultimately the goal is to make a name for Chantal Media House in the industry. And that basically entails continue creating and trying to produce good content. So I guess the two to three year objective is to continue creating and just producing more content. So that's where I see it's just producing more and more content. Okay. I think that's a good enough plan. <laughs> <laughs> it's realistic. You say you, you say you don't have a plan, but that sounds like a plan to me. <laughs> so you've already mentioned some of your your processes that you engage in in terms of your photography your filmmaking incorporating your interest in traveling in what you do having your idea book that you just you know have running thoughts outlined and you pull from that as needed but is there anything else that you would add to that for someone who maybe comes to you for some guidance or any of our listeners who may be interested in pursuing a similar path in filmmaking and or photography. What are some resources, some recommendations in general that you would offer as guidance to them? The main thing for me 
I mentioned it before, is to not put a comparative value on yourself when you look on other um, big fishes in the industry. Take it one step at a time with a channel vision of where you want to be in the future and kind of work at that. The second thing is don't get too caught up in the whole idea that you have to buy all these expensive equipments, you have to have the latest Nikon, Canon, Sony camera. The best thing is to just start working with what you have, whether it's an entry-level camera or it's your phone. The third thing is to write down all your ideas and don't let them faint. So if you're at school or work or at home and this idea pops in your head for a shoot or a film, write it down. It could be an ideas book it could be writing on a sticky note paper or something and the other thing is to just continue creating so don't depend on collaborations even though collaborations is really good don't depend on that or depend on help from your friends or even from your family <laughs> this sounds a bit weird but just try to create even if there isn't anyone there to support that process just continue creating and creating and creating and another thing is you can strive for quote-unquote perfection yes but you're never going to necessarily achieve it because one really awesome thing that the young man that made the background music for the short film caterpillar heart gabriel maniello he said that you never finish a project you only abandon it and that's really true when you're editing photos or you're doing a photo shoot or you're in the film thinking process and you're editing your film it's never going to be perfect but leave it to a point where you can abandon it and you're satisfied but the main thing is just go for it create don't be afraid to dream big and don't wait on anyone to tell you to pursue your dreams or to collaborate or to, to do anything. Just go for it. Well, um, that's an interesting concept that you shared in terms of you never finish a project or complete a project. You abandon it. I never looked at it like that, but it actually makes sense because I don't think we ever fully complete something, you know, with our true sense of completion, we always think that there's more that we can do. Yeah. So you kind of make up your mind that you have to move on. Yeah. Even <laughs> in like university, finished. like you can edit that essay forever, for days, for months, for years, it will never be perfect, but you just have to leave it and submit it. Yeah. So true. So true. And I think that also speaks to the entrepreneurship journey as well um, because I think a lot of times that people don't achieve the level of success they can in their own business because you continue striving for perfection perfection this in this perfection in that yeah and that doesn't get you moving if all you're trying to do is be perfect because we can't be perfect you just have yeah. to do it move on to the next thing and yeah. keep growing from there because you're going to make mistakes and mistakes are part of the learning process. Most definitely. And also with that comes critiques. 
um, there are going to be people when you release your work, they're going to inbox you, DM you, and be like, you did this wrong, you did that wrong. And the best thing is, is to just take it well. Sometimes you can even write down the critique. And you can, when you're doing your next project, you can kind of look back on that and say, oh, okay, the lighting was poor. Maybe I can improve the lighting here. And some critiques are really, I think, kind of void, but still take it well. Still take it well, because you never know you could collaborate with that person in the future. Yeah. For sure, for sure. I think you really offered some great insights, Chantel. And it's powerful to hear for me again, just seeing your growth. And I mean, you're still very young in comparison to me. (laughs) And I just think that you are doing just wonderfully in everything that you have set out to achieve. And I know you will continue to succeed no matter what. But before we close out, I just want to ask, you know, just because I think it's interesting, if not this path that you are on, is there something else you have on the back burner that you think you would pursue? A plan B, maybe? Um, that's a good question, actually. I do have something on the back burner, but I wouldn't say it's like a plan B. Like, if my passion priority or priority passion wasn't like film or photography, I think I would mm-hmm. go into music. Because I really like playing instruments. Like I started playing the the drums when I was six years old and the keyboard at ten. And I took up the guitar as well like two years ago, but haven't had the time to be consistent. But I really love music. I love playing instruments. So if I wasn't doing that then I would just focus completely on music and creating and learning. But it's interesting that you would still be in the creative industry. <laughs> so I think that's just your calling. <laughs> well, Chantel, again, thank you so much for being here with us on this episode of Talawa. Thank you for sharing your journey. Thank you for sharing what inspires you, for helping to inspire our listeners as well, because I think you've offered some great advice throughout this conversation. We wish you continued success. I look forward to the next film, to seeing you receiving many, many awards down the line as well for your work, because I know you're definitely, definitely going to achieve all you set out to achieve. Thank you. Thank you. That's so sweet. So thank you to our listeners for tuning in again for this week's episode of Talawa. And thank you for having Uh, me. I really appreciate it. It has been really, really good. I appreciate your questions and facilitating me during your busy schedule. I really appreciate it. Oh, not a problem at all. We're we're always, I mean, this is why we created Talawa to really highlight people like you who necessarily you know, aren't going to end up in, in mainstream, especially as a young young person, a young business. So we're all about, you know, helping to get information out about people just like you. So we appreciate your time. We appreciate all you're doing and wish you continued success, as I've said. And to our listeners, again, tune in. We are available on all major podcast channels, Our main base is on Anchor, and you can also find us on YouTube, Talawa Podcast, Facebook, Instagram as well. 
So you may tune in on any of those to check out what is coming up, what we're doing, and to make your own recommendations as to anyone you think we should interview as well. Until next time, take care.